Well, here we are, episode 10 with Shit Gets Real. I am Selena Stam. I'm Tony Hedstrom. And we are looking forward to this awesome podcast yes. today. So interesting enough, we have decided to talk about how you become a real estate agent um, because we are just so thrilled with our careers. <laughs> we really are. That was sarcastic. But We yeah. actually, mm-hmm. uh, we, we fell in love with the crying girl. On Facebook. Yeah, she, hey, I guess she posted another video. We have to watch it. She did. Did you see it? It was so pathetic and sad. Yeah. And even though we do feel like that some days. Sure. Or months. (laughs) Being a real estate agent is not all that bad. No, no, it's not. It's not. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, take her for instance. She said, now she's probably not in Florida. She's probably in a different state, Mm -hmm. I would think. Mm -hmm. Um okay, I want to get my real estate license because my dreams are crushed, so I'm just going to fall back on real estate. So how do how does she do that? Right? Well, in yeah. Florida, yeah. you have to sign up for – it's a 63-hour licensing class. Mm-hmm. You can take it online or in person. Yep. I did mine in person. Where'd you, how'd you do yours? Well, you yeah. – I did mine in person as well, mm-hmm. but I remember it, it – I don't remember. It was like one time ago. A long time ago. ago. I, re- <laughs> I remember I took it in class here, and I also took it in class in Texas. But getting a license in Florida was so much easier than, than Texas. Texas. Yes, it really was. So um, easier as in the class and the test? Well, I know I went through the classes here in a couple weeks. Yeah. And I spent an entire summer going to school. In Texas. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was just just more school. It took There was more class requirements to get your license there in Texas. It's interesting how all the states are so different. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And right. they had separate classes. Like you, I had a class on appraisals. Oh, I had a class on. You I kind of like that. It was. I mean, I think it was better. I think I felt like I knew a whole lot more. Yeah. Than when I finished class here. I mean, this you kind of rush through the school and then you're prepping for the test. Yeah, I mean, that's it all. Make, they it almost on. makes the test harder, you know. Yeah. So when I took it, it was kind of the same thing. Um, Brooklyn was a baby, so I definitely couldn't take it out at home. You know, she would mm-hmm. cry. But um, the class, it didn't. I felt like. I knew enough to pass the test, but I didn't really actually know enough, if that makes sense. Like, well, it, it there wasn't detail, like, if you had a special class just on appraisal mm-hmm, or a special mm-hmm. class on whatever. I never – it was, like, just enough to pass that test, but not – it definitely didn't have the experience or it didn't prepare me for what real estate actually is. Yes. So I had a little um, up when I came to Texas, I mean, excuse me, Florida, only because I had been through the process of getting licensed Mm -hmm. in Texas. So I'd been through the experience of getting Mm -hmm. the exam, you know, going through the exam. It's done the same way. You know, you go through, I think it's Pearson View is where you sign up for the exams. Mm -hmm. And I think during COVID, um, you could actually take them at home. There's some strict criteria. I guess you have to have a webcam and you have to, you're filmed while you take it. And there's all kinds of criteria to take the exam at home now. But typically you would uh, schedule with a testing center, Pearson View, Mm -hmm. um, and schedule a time to go and you go in and you're in a little cubicle, Mm -hmm. you know, and you take your test and it's a time test. And then you get up when you're done and you go uh, to the desk and you wait and they print out this little no, thing. They don't even say anything to you. They just hand either, you that paper. It's either got you with a smiley face or, or a big X over your face. No, I don't know. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't fail. So I passed both times the first try. So I don't know what happens if you fail. But <laughs> I'll tell you because I failed the first time. I did fail the first time. Um, and I was like, wh- and I missed it by like two points mm-hmm. the, to pass. I'm like, what in the world? But what it did do was it gave me 
things you should study. Mm. So little snippets of things. And I'm like, okay, so that, you know, you have to wait 30 days. If you fail the test, you have to wait 30 days before you can take another test. So in that time, I just studied, 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 studied. Mm -hmm. And then I got almost 100, not quite 100, though. Well, what I knew about the tests was that the most... Um, what seem to be the most unimportant things that you learned about in the class are what would be on the exam. Yes. The things you think are going to be on the exam aren't necessarily on the exam. To tell me not to touch. <laughs> I'll just do this. So, so when I was studying for the Florida exam, I studied all of the stuff you don't think you need to know. And right. technically, no offense to um, any board, any uh, state licensing, mm -hmm. most of the stuff is stuff you don't use. Yeah. You know. True. Um, but I kind of had knew what to study for, and that, I think, helped me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that was mine. I can't really remember what the things were. Mm -hmm. um, but I did go to class with a girl who she failed nine times. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you need to pay attention to your paper. Give me your, what does your paper say? Like, this is what you need to study. And she tried again one more time. So a total of 10 times. And then she just said, okay, I'm not going to do it. I'm done. You know, I think for some people who have a very hard time with testing yeah. in general, I mean, the whole environment of the test and the thing about questions on um, a license exam like that, because I feel like it's the same for inspectors and anybody else getting a license is they give you the multiple choice, and more than one of the questions Could can work. actually be correct. So yeah. I think, and this isn't, we're not going to dive deep into, you know, test uh, strategies, but I think <laughs> it really, really has to do with common sense. Yeah. So you're studying, and you're thinking it should all be very mm -hmm. factual, so mm -hmm. you're looking for that factual, and then they throw in one that's like, well, but wait a minute, mm -hmm. that could be right. That makes so sense. then you have to really take that question back in mm -hmm. and, and just think of it in a common sense yeah. manner. Mm -hmm. That's true. So we get our license, you pass the test, you're like, woohoo! I am now a real estate agent. So now what? Yeah, now, now what? what do I do? Well, as you know, you can't just be a real estate mm -hmm. agent. You have to take that license and hang it with a licensed broker somewhere. And, you know, and there's so many options. I mean, we've all heard of the Keller Williams, Century 21. Remax, EXP is a new, a really big one now. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, what I did was I interviewed a couple brokerages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just went around, said, okay, made my calls, Googled, looked online, Kind of then figured out a company I would want to maybe hang my license with. Mm -hmm. And then then I dove deeper into which brokerages were around me or the area within 30 minutes or so. Well, then how'd you end up way up here? Because I was 30 minutes. <laughs> that was before I moved south. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. So I was still 30 minutes. But but how I ended up here is a different story. No, that yeah, that's a good story. Yeah. So um, and then I just go talk to people. Mm-hmm. And you, you're, I always tell people if you get the vibe or if you feel, you know, that's how you would pick it. Because it's so hard for some – there's a big thing on these Facebook groups. If your broker's not providing you anything, leave, blah, 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 mm -hmm, this, this, and this, mm -hmm. this. And, you know, it's personal preference. And yeah. Well, I think for me, you know, I started out with a real estate company in Central Texas who had an ad in the paper. That's what prompted me to get my license. Really? You know, they're like, come – Sign up with us and we'll pay for your school. Oh. I'm like, all right. 
That's cool. So that's kind of how I got started is um, I was with ERA, which is yeah. not a popular, well, I don't want to say popular. It, you don't see many ERA fa- franchises in this area of Florida. I know there's one in the villages. There is. Mm-hmm. So, but in Texas, you know, that they were like the most prominent yeah. real estate company in the town I was in. And I went to work for them and it was phenomenal. I mean, mm-hmm. I loved the company. There was one thing I didn't like about it, you know, so one of the things I would tell agents as they're looking for a company is be careful about if it's a large franchise brokerage, really research and find out what their affiliations are. And what I mean by that is um, when I worked with ERA, they had an affiliation with, they called it Sendent, was a group of real estate uh, large real estate companies mm-hmm. who were fell under the Ascendant Corporation who had certain arrangements with other companies, mm-hmm. which forced us into these referral, um, you know, relationships, and we had to comply if we were part of the company. So I would say that that's one thing to look out for. I mean, look at the very big picture. I think because most agents are only focused on training, and they go in and they speak to someone who's trying to recruit them to the company, and they, you know, get sold on all this training, 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 and they don't focus on those other big things. You got to kind of look out in the future. Mm-hmm. So, what's the company's message, purpose, mm-hmm. relationships, that kind of stuff? Yeah, because for me, I think starting early out in your career, I don't think you should necessarily focus too much on a split, mm-hmm. right? That's for this is personal to me, mm-hmm. okay? Because I knew I wasn't going to be making. In my brain, I went in thinking I wasn't going to make my first sale for like six months to a year. And that was smart. Right? So I thought, okay, I need to find a company that I'm going to get that training, that I'm going to have people that I'm going to be able to call, go to if I have any questions. And I shouldn't focus solely on the split at that stage in my career. Yes. As I progressed, you know, and where I'm at now, if I was to ever go to a different brokerage, I would focus on my split because I know what I can bring and what I can do. So I think depending on your stage, don't let the split scare you because seasoned agents will tell new agents, no, you got to make sure this, this, well, that person's not at that stage yet. Mm -hmm. You see, you know, I do, I do. So for me, uh, so that's, I work with Keller Williams. Um, frankly, I think they're the best to go with when you're a new agent. Mm -hmm. I mean, the training, if you're in the right office and you have a good mentor, mm-hmm. you can really excel and learn the foundation of what real estate is. And that's going like contracts and mm-hmm. processes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And and I think that will help you in your career. I do believe that in real estate, the best knowledge is practical on-hand learning. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much that you can learn in a classroom. Sure. You know? So very important training classes would be you know, a contracts class because believe it or not, I mean, in Texas, we had a contracts course. Mm -hmm. See, that's one thing that was better about that process. But here you kind of touch on what a contract is in your real estate school, but nobody breaks that that contract down and and makes you understand every line Mm -hmm. and every paragraph. I fear that many new agents are, don't even read the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, that's a very important class is to, you know, understand the contracts that you're writing down to the last word. Yeah. And then, you know, in our state, um, in most states, if you have a legal question, most um, real estate commissions have a legal hotline. You know, call them up and say, okay, you know, help me understand, help interpret this paragraph in this contract. But your broker should be able to do that as well. And if you're with a good company, um, whatever, coaches, 
excuse me, or mentors or whatever they have on staff can help with that as well. The other thing that's real important is to understand the title process. I mean, mm -hmm. know what title policy is, but also understand what an ALTA statement is, how it's broken down, get to understand prorations. I mean, there's many, many things like that that you don't get taught. Mm -hmm or you don't get taught well in real estate school. Yeah, I mean, that's very true. Taxes are a big thing, you know, um, because a lot of people don't realize taxes, especially here in Florida, we have that CDD fee mm -hmm, here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have, I don't know if all states have homestead exemption. I don't think that Not all do. states. So we have that as well. Um, can make or break a deal. Mm -hmm. Can make or break your monthly payment and totally throw, like, blow everything up. So taxes were a big thing. Early on in my career, I never knew that. Yeah. First year in, I would have, I'd never thought, like, you ask, oh, what are the taxes? Okay, well, this year's, last year's was this, mm -hmm. and you don't think about anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And and that re can really affect your client the following year. So. And for coming back to not thinking about the split, so I think getting into a good brokerage that has good core training, but I, I really think the best decision a new agent can make is to find a good team. Yeah and be on a team. Even if your long-term goal is to be your own thing. Yeah. You know, if you, you know, so when I started in real estate, I, you know, dredged and drowning in the shallow side of the pool for probably six or seven months, I guess. And um, Lilo Carroll pulled me in under her wing and it was the best decision yeah. I ever made. But I didn't want to be part of a team. Like I wanted you my own be solo company. Mm -hmm. So I was with her, I don't know, maybe 18 months, okay. almost two years. And then I, I split off and started my own yeah. group. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be long term. I mean, most teams that bring you on board want some length of commitment. And then they're teaching you many of the things that are proprietary to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there may be some non-compete issues and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But ultimately, getting with a team and learning their processes and having those close relationships with other agents who are experienced and help you through, um, you know, the contract process, mm -hmm. the closing process, and all those sure. things. Sure, sure. Crucial. So, yeah, and I mean, another benefit to the team is, did you already say this, and I totally, bla like, totally glazed out, was um, what the team offers as far as bringing TCs and everything. Like, you have no, a support staff already. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. I mean... We have a new a new buyer agent on our team, and even though we do have a TC and we have a lot of systems in place, we still she still needs to understand the process, yeah. and she still so she's going through that training right now, mm -hmm. which is very important because as Tony has mentioned, bef now and prior is understanding your processes is the most important and key because it'll get you through. You know what to look for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. So you get your license. You're an agent. You find your brokerage, then you're kind of like, you know, going through your like eight months in your career, like, okay, I, I've sold maybe one, maybe my parents or my cousin, whoever, mm -hmm. or you're pissed off because your sister used another real estate agent, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, yeah. So now what? Well, now you still have some education requirements that you mm -hmm. have to do mm -hmm. here in Florida. So after a year, it's 45, a 45 hour mm -hmm. post licensing class. Yep. And then on for your third year, you have your 14 hour, and that's every year thereafter, mm -hmm. which I will be doing soon. <laughs> it's where every other every other year, right? Yeah. Isn't that how we do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, every other year. So it's, a, or is it every other year? Every other it's year. It's every other year. Mm -hmm. every so, year. you know, so you're constantly, it's not like you just pass and you're done and you do nothing. Mm -hmm. You have those requirements, but then you also have, um, which, which I, I can't even think of the word, like, 
that I'm looking for. Like ePro, mm -hmm. your, your ePro. Mm -hmm. There's certain designations. Mm -hmm. There we go. That's right. Um, there's what, GRI? Oh, there's so many. There's so, tons. And you can spend a lot of money on certain classes. And you can, you know what you could do if you go to a bunch of open houses? You could play a game. What's, with the designations? Yeah, because you know like when you're traveling <laughs> and you play a game about how many state licenses you can write yeah. down, you're like, Missouri! <laughs> So you could go around to open houses and look for agent real estate cards, and whoever gets the card with the most little acronyms on it, mm -hmm. little wins. That's a fun game. That is a fun game. Huh? <laughs> so those, if you see that card, that just means that agent took those classes mm -hmm. for that designation and has it on their card. That's true. That's true. So it's um, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, but I mean. Is, do you, tell us about, like, do you have a designation that you would say? You know, so there's the GRI, which mm -hmm. is the Real Estate Institute. It's like going to college. I think if you were going to do that. It's a big one. It's a big one. Yeah. And that kind of encompasses everything. So I always was interested in that one, but it, it's a very, it, very, it's a time commitment. That's so funny because I was looking like last month. I'm like, I should do that. Yeah. But then I looked at what's required and yeah. I'm like, I I don't think I could do that. The other one, um, you know, ABR is to be a, an accredited buyer mm -hmm. representative. Um, what you could learn in that class, I'm sure, is very beneficial. Um, there's a the listing one. What's it called? Anyway. Yeah, and then I mean, there's I'm military sure relocation. So what was the ePro that you took? So that one was designed to help you understand how to manage online and be you're an you're an ePro, you're an internet pro. Oh. So the thing I learned the thing I learned the most E internet doesn't start with E. I know. <laughs> That's what she's thinking. <laughs> e <-pro. laughs> anyway, so here's an example of what I learned to, when I earned my ePro designation. Mm -hmm. So at the time, my website, I was gotony.com. Mm -hmm. And in the class, they used my website URL as an example. Oh, that's cool. Because if you don't capitalize the G and the T, it could be gotony. 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 That's a totally different website. <laughs> Things like that. Oh, Things like that. Okay. And, you know, when you, for the EPRO designation, I haven't been required to update that, which I think if it's not even a designation. That is a certification. Okay. So let's talk about that. What's mm -hmm. the difference then? I think the designation is a is a title almost like you, um, and this doesn't compare at all. No. Don't offend anyone. But if you're a PhD, mm -hmm. I'm a ABR mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Versus... I'm a certified this okay. or I'm a certified that. Okay. So ePro is a certification. It was very valuable to me. I learned a lot. I took the class in like 2003 though. Oh, so you can only changed. imagine, yeah. you know, how antiquated what I learned was. Sure. Now I'm sure over the progression of years, e the ePro certification class has kept up with the times, uh -huh. but they've never asked me to like recertify. Hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm probably not 21st century ePro. She's I'm, like 03 ePro. I'm, 20, I'm 20th century ePro. It's <laughs> like when the Spice Girls were popular. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, hey, I'm all for those designations. And if you have nothing else to do, do if them. you're sitting around and, and waiting for the phone to ring, if you are an agent that's on your own and you're not with the team and you don't have leads, invest in education because you learn so many things. I mean, one of the things I did is I just read all kinds of um, published books, books. I studied, I studied other realtors, um, 
studied realtors in my office. I'd always pay attention to who was the most productive mm -hmm. and I'd pick on, on what they were doing, how they were marketing and things like that and just worked off of that. That's one thing early on in my career, I wish I would have taken the time to actually do more classes because mm -hmm. now I still want to do them, but I'm like, okay, when, yeah. when am I going to do them? Mm -hmm. It's hard. Yeah. You know, it's really, really hard. Yeah. So if you can, I would rec highly recommend take advantage of your time yeah. and do it because you're not, don't think of it as you're not doing, even, even though if you're not producing anything, mm -hmm. you, you eventually are, that's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The knowledge and experience yeah. and mm -hmm. the ideas. And it gives you, um, a little bit of self-confidence. I mm -hmm. would think like you feel a little bit more prepared going out in front of people and, um, a little bit more, you're able to answer the questions maybe a little bit better. I don't know. That's yeah. for how I work. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of going like, duh. Mm-hmm. But. Well, you got to learn your principles. Mm -hmm. So the principles aren't actually defined in Florida. So let's define them. Yeah. We kind of touched based on them already. Yeah. Understand your contracts. Not just contracts, every agreement. Understand the listing agreement, every term. Understand the buyer broker agreement, every term. Understand the contract, the as is, the, the, the crisp, crisp, we call it. Mm -hmm. And there's, I think there's one other one. Yeah. Um, understand those. Then you need to, I would spend a week just reading and researching every document that I had available to me in my, you know, whatever document source you use. And it's funny because when I first started, I printed off the as is and other things and I read it and I would highlight it and I would Google, what does this mean? And, mm -hmm. you know, try to understand it. I had no idea there was a crisp. I had no idea there was mm -hmm. that other as is, whatever they call it. Mm -hmm. And um, so I didn't even know those ones. And then as I started working or, you know, I would see these things. I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And then it got me, okay, and then I would print that, and then I would read it. And, you know, we're big advocates if Google. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Google knows everything. Yeah. So. Everything. The thing is, is as a licensed anything, it's kind of unfortunate the way some states put, sorry, some states put buyers in a position <laughs> because they license them. They're like armed. Mm -hmm. It's like having a gun and no idea how to shoot it. You are as a licensed person and going out there and offering yourself to the market, you are giving the perception that you understand what the hell you're doing. Yeah. Buyers are going to unwillingly, I mean, unknowingly assume that you know what you're doing contracts mm -hmm. and you are agreeing to be their agent, which has a very high legal responsibility yeah. really to be someone's actual agent mm -hmm. so you have to understand what you're doing it's you know it's the um what's the uh, what are you fiduciary well that's a fiduciary yeah. duty um, but it's the ethical thing oh yeah it's the ethical thing is to understand what you're doing and just not fly out there and put somebody in a position that could you know be legally or financially devastating mm -hmm. to them because you didn't understand what was in the contract. So I think you have an obligation to get yourself to a position where you understand that contract, where you can answer any questions about it, interpret it. Now you're not an attorney, so you can't interpret to certain lengths, mm -hmm. but you need to be able to explain it to your client. And then obviously if they wanna to speak to an attorney, yeah, they can. But um, you must understand the That's contracts right. that you're putting your clients into. Right. I mean, we could like go on for hours on this. There's so much that we could talk about. So I kind of want to shift gears. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 
right now what I'm seeing is we're seeing a lot of people getting their real estate license yeah. right now. Yeah. And or like, well, why? Well, when your market's, you know, our market the way it is right now, everyone wants to get the real estate license because they want to say they want to take advantage of, oh, there's some big money out there. Mm -hmm. But the misconception is that you're going to get real estate license and just get a million dollar yeah. deal right away and because people are desperate that's just not how it works no. and you know yes real estate agents make good money mm -hmm. but we also pay big too mm -hmm. you know we, our expenses are high we pay our brokers we pay uncle sam a lot of money yeah um so it's not you don't keep all that and if you do keep all that that's your decision and yeah oh well right yeah yeah, I don't, yeah so you get this large influx of agents and then when the market crashes it's like a toilet flush mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're all they're gone. gone so only so that old adage the old saying that 20 percent excuse me how was it 20 percent of the agents do 80 percent of the work or is that what it is okay it's, it's something like that google it yeah 20, just start saying 20% do 80% of the work or something like that. But anyway, yeah. my point is, is that you're always going to have this top tier of agents that can make it through those the turbulent times, mm -hmm. times when the markets crash and stuff like that. And basically what gets them through those things are their spheres. Mm -hmm. It's not cold leads. It's not paid for leads. It's definitely their past client and their personal spheres, their past clients and spheres that they maintain those relationships that get them through those downtimes. Yeah. So you have a lot of agents that'll come in, think it's quick money, easy money, and then they'll flush themselves out when the market shifts. And you get started, I mean, I if I remember, so mine's what, almost nine years now that mm -hmm. I started? It was at that time, I don't know what the cost is now, it was 2500 to 2800 to get started, and that included everything. Yeah your fees, your test, your class, everything that you needed. Um, and I think I'm including like cheap little business cards I bought, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's a upfront cost, yeah. you know, and um, and for me, what I always tell people, if you, if I, there, we meet a lot of people that say, I I've always wanted to do real estate. Mm -hmm. I've always been interested in it. All right, cool, like do it. But you should probably have some money in reserve. You have to. Mm -hmm. I mean, being a real estate agent, you're starting a business. Mm -hmm. You are the business. Mm -hmm. You're a, um, what is it called? The sole General contractor. <laughs> no. You're independent. Independent. <laughs> you're not general. general. You're an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so back to being your own business, you have to have working capital, people. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get a paycheck or a commission check in two weeks. You can't. It's almost impossible. I mean, come on. You have to find the client, find the house. This is if you're the buyer. Yeah. Find the client, find the house, get them under contract, do all the stuff. If they're got a loan, you have to get through that mm -hmm. process. So even if you wrote a contract on your very first day, chances are you're not going to get paid for 30 to 45, 45 days. days. Yep. So it's crucial that you have some type of working capital mm -hmm. put away to to kind of carry you through until you get some kind of system rolling, mm -hmm. you know? And I think if you get to where you're doing two closings a month, if you are by yourself and you're doing two closings a month, you can really build from that. Oh, definitely. No staff, no yeah. split with a team or anything yeah. like that. If you think you can do it on your own and you, you get to two closings a month, I think then you can start to find some momentum. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a hard, go mm -hmm. but once you get your momentum it can be a very fun lucrative career mm -hmm. um 
I'm not going to lie. And people are like, oh, I wanted to get in real estate to, so I could have my own schedule. Mm-mm. That just doesn't happen. I mean, and that's a good thing and a bad thing, I yeah. think, because it's a good thing that you're so busy that you can't do certain things or take time away to go do whatever. But, you, you know, and at the same time, if you get in um, the habit of taking too much time off, then you're not producing anything. So it's you'll find that balance and fine line, I think, for most um, people eventually. I mean, I struggle with it still. Yeah, It's hard. You know, you have your days where you're like, screw it! <laughs> but then you show up. <laughs> you know, and I think the ones who make it are the ones, and I think in any business, especially sales, yeah. you have to be very committed and disciplined because it is easy if nobody is telling you to get dressed if nobody's expecting you to be somewhere at a certain time you can find yourself you know doing anyway you have to be disciplined or you just won't make it. so that brings a a point i'm i hope i don't offend anybody but i probably will um to the agents that are out there like mimosa beach real estate life every day they're not producing anything Mm -hmm. you know maybe they had a closing once in six months and they just got their another one Mm -hmm. you know that's false it's a false um what word am i looking for Mm -hmm. it's a false um perception perception thank you yeah because not that's not how I mean, there's a high-producing team right next to us. They're not at the beach drinking mimosas mm-hmm. right now. They're all in their office. They're out with clients. Yeah. I mean, it. so don't get wrapped up in that because that's easy to do, mm-hmm. to say, well, that's no fair. They're always out at the beach. Yes. And, and you know, and here I am working my ass off. Well, I don't think that they're doing anything. <laughs> you can go to the beach and hand your car to 80 people. Not one person's going to call you, yeah. you know? Yeah. So just my, my thoughts. Anyway, we're open to questions. If you you know have some questions about being an agent, you know, reach out to us. We'll answer them if we can, or maybe guide you in the right yeah. directions. Give you some advice on how to get started. Mm-hmm. You can reach us, um, of course, on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said YouTube. Okay, because I'm yeah. like trying to get more people. But this is on YouTube, so never mind. <laughs> you can go to our website, too, TampaHome360.com. Oh, you can check us out there. There's a Contact Us button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it actually contacts Courtney. Is that true? That's okay. Is it you? She'll send yeah. us the message. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you are looking to get your license, if you're getting ready to test, any of those things, we wish you the best of luck. You got this. Yes. So we will then um, see you see next, you next Tuesday. Tuesday.